Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. Yes, I am your host, Adam Tuggle. And yes, this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. Yes, we are back for another one, another episode, episode two of the new season. In Jesus' name, we have new season, new year. Amen. We are so happy to be in 2023. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Uh, today, we have a phenomenal, stupendous, if, that, if, if I could use that word, an awesome, awesome show today. Uh, we are talking about, and the title of this is, is very basic, but it's very, very powerful. The title of this uh, lesson, our episode, is True Love. And if I could subtitle it, it would be, the subtitle would be The Unconditional Love of God. Amen. True Love. So many people nowadays do not know what true love really is. Amen. They... they they have a mindset on what true love is. Some people think they know what true love is, and some people do know what true love is. I'm not going to say everybody doesn't know what true love is, but a lot of people don't. Some people do. But um, on today, we are going to look at it. What is this thing called true love? And what is the unconditional love of God? Amen. We see it all through the word of God, God's love. God's love is all through the Bible. Through Genesis to Revelations, we see God's love. Amen. We see God's love uh, in the Old Testament, for example, um, in the book of Daniel, where the three Hebrew boys um, we see the we see the love of God in the New Testament where he where Jesus gave his life for our sins. Amen. So these are true testaments of the true love of the unconditional love of God. And this is what we need. This is what we need in our life on today. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. True love the unconditional love of God. So get ready, buckle your seatbelts because we have a phenomenal show today. Amen. So, uh, as I usually, as I usually say, um, go ahead during the commercial break, grab your water or, or soda or something, or get you something to eat or whatever. And if you're driving, keep your, keep your uh, eyes focused on your driving, keep your eyes focused on the road, but keep your ears tuned in to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show as we discuss the topic, true love, the unconditional love of God in Jesus' name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. Yes, we are here. We are live. Man, we appreciate being in uh, 2023. Amen. Our first show for the new year. We are 
starting our new season uh, with this uh, episode in Jesus' name. And we plan, should the Lord say the same, we plan on coming to uh, you with some great, impactful, powerful, powerful shows uh, in the upcoming months. Amen. Uh, today, like I said uh, earlier, um, we um, are talking about true love, true love, the unconditional love of God and what what we have in God. The love that we have in God is something that is very, very powerful in our life. If we truly, truly, uh, if we could truly understand the love of God that he had, the love that he has for us, if we really wrapped our minds around it, we would understand the true love of God. Amen. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. Um, But before we jump into it, I do want to say this. For everything that went on in your life last year, in 2022, leave it behind. Leave it behind. Whatever uh, was wrong in your life, Whatever was, um, you know, messed up in your life, don't worry about it. And the the reason why I say don't worry about it is because we can't go back and change the past. The only thing we can do is move towards the future. Amen. We have to, in this year, we're going to have some tests and some trials. We're going to have some tests and some trials, but it's up to us what we do in those tests and trials. Amen. So remember, press toward the mark. The Bible says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We have to press. And like I said, there's going to be some tests. There's going to be some trials this year. Amen. But we have to stand on faith. Amen. We have to stand on faith. Amen. And if we stand on the faith uh, that God will work the things out, we will see results. Uh, We will see blessings that we uh, never dreamed of. Amen. Uh, But I wanted to just give y'all that little uh, nugget right there. Um. Just to give you uh, just something to uh, digest throughout this week. Amen. If you don't hear, if you don't uh, get anything out of this, just remember to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. We're going to go through some tests this year. But, amen. Uh, God is still able. God is still willing. God is still merciful. Every every day we wake up, we wake up with new mercies. Amen. Amen. Um, Today, we're talking about true love, the unconditional love of God. Amen. And I want to start off 
by saying this about the topic today. True love. There are a couple of things that true love is and there are a couple of things that true that true love is not. One of the things that true love is, it is unconditional. One of the things that true love is not, it is not sometiming. You might say, well, Adam, what do you mean by sometimey? Sometime, sometimey type of love is I will love you today. If you do something to me or you make me mad, I won't love you tomorrow. That is sometimey love. But unconditional love loves at all times. It loves even though sometimes we are not so lovable. Sometimes that person that we love and cherish so much is not so lovable at the time, but we can still love them. Unconditional love is uh, a love that uh, when somebody is going through something, when somebody is going through a problem and has pain in their life, doesn't necessarily mean physical pain, but it could be emotional pain. It could be mental pain. That unconditional love will love them past that pain. Amen. That is true love. A whole lot of people have a thought process of what true love is, but they have it so uh, mixed up and confused. This world has this thing of love where it's either it's a some uh, uh, some believe that love is Uh, just sexual it is not just sexual amen and anything like that that love should be between a husband and a wife amen some think that lust is love that is not love that's not true love that's lust some people think well if they just buy me something that's that's showing me love that's not that's not love. Amen. That's not the definite, the main definition of love. Amen. But true love loveth at all times. True love is unconditional. And when we look throughout the world, when we look through uh, all of the people in in Hollywood and we look at the people down through history that have done great things in life nobody on the face of this earth has shown the true unconditional love that we need as people the greatest love the greatest unconditional love that we need in our life nobody has shown that other than Jesus Christ Jesus Christ showed us unconditional love when we weren't even thought of. Before you were thought of, he showed you unconditional love. He showed you true love. When he came into the world, he showed us true love. Why? Because when we, as mankind, we were in sin because of the fall of Adam. Adam led mankind into sin, which sin separated us from from the Lord. Sin separates us. But the love of God, 
the unconditional love of God, the true love, put us in a place, set us up for a release from our sins. His love set us up for a release from the grasps of sin. By his by his birth, by his example, and by his death and his resurrection. These are different things that the Lord did to show his love toward us. His birth, he stepped out of 42 generations just to save mankind from their sins. And he put, not only did he step out of 42 generations, but he stepped out of 42 generations and then he he made himself a body. And he put that body in the womb of a virgin. And this is where the true meaning of Christmas comes from. That he put that, that little body in the womb of a virgin and he was born and his sole purpose was to come into the world and to die for the sins of mankind but before he died he came into the world and he he set free he healed he delivered he he got rid of, uh, he, he was the example for us. He was the example that, that we needed to be able to live life. I hear people say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Uh, Christian, the word Christian, as we've uh, talked about on, on, previous, on a previous show, the word Christian means to be Christ-like. So when Jesus came onto the scene, he set the example of the way to live a Christian lifestyle, a holy lifestyle. He set the example. He he gave us a vision of the example, the way to live Christ-like. And then he came without of true love, out of his unconditional love. He was the example. And then he died for the sins of mankind. He went to an old, there's an old song that says, an old rugged cross. He went to an old rugged cross. He was beaten. He was persecuted. He was talked about. He was beaten beyond, beyond recognition. Just so you can have a right and I can have a right to the tree of life. He came and died for the sins of mankind. And not only did he die, but he rose again. And he descended back up into heaven. And b- but before he descended, he said, if he said, I'm going to send forth a comforter which is the Holy Ghost. He gave us his spirit. He sent forth his spirit so that his spirit might dwell in us so that we might be able to live this life in holiness, 
and in righteousness and to be Christ-like so that we might have power through the Holy Ghost to live in sanctification, to live in salvation, to live in righteousness, to live a Christian lifestyle so we can have a Christian life in the Bible. And I'm and and, and you might hear me you, you might hear me say, well, um, do you have any scripture to back this up? Yes, I do. To back up everything that I just said about his true love. His true the true love. About his the unconditional love of God. He stepped he was the one that showed unconditional love to mankind first before mankind even knew what what unconditional love was he showed it through the things that uh through some of the things that I just mentioned amen let's 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 do this i'm going to start in the book of Matthew. And I'm going to show you just the start. Because all through the Bible, we see God's love being shown. From Genesis to Revelations, we see the true love. We see the unconditional love of God. From Genesis to Revelations, you can read through all the way from the beginning to the end the true love of God for example and I'll give you some examples if we look and I'm just I'm I'm just uh, throwing out some scriptures here but if we look in Genesis man mankind was created he put man he, he put Adam in the garden. It was set up for mankind to live a perfect and free life. That's the way it was set up to be. Before sin came into the world, mankind was set up to live a perfect and free life. Amen. That's out of his unconditional love. This is just an example. I'm just giving you some examples. If we go further into the word or into the Old Testament, we hear of a man named Job. We hear about a man named Job. Or if we go uh, not just in the book of Job, but in the book of Daniel, we hear about the three Hebrew boys. Amen. We hear about... We, we hear about uh, a man named David. And these three in the Old Testament, these three had, their di- had different things going on. All three of them. And if we, if we go, if we just stay close uh, to the book of Genesis, we can look at Moses. We can look at the children of Israel, his love for the children of Israel. All of these, all of these people in the Old Testament that I'm talking about, he showed his unconditional love to them in their situation. 
For example, the three Hebrew boys. The three Hebrew boys be, uh, uh, came before King Nebuchadnezzar because, because King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to wanted to uh, have a, a image set up, and he made a decree that uh, when at the sound of the music that that was played, that everybody would bow before the image that he set up. But these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood for what they believed in. They stood for their God and said, we will not bow. And even though they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar, they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar and King Nebuchadnezzar, and I'm paraphrasing here. King Nebuchadnezzar asked them, what basically, what happened? Why didn't you bow? And they told, they these three men, these three young men told King Nebuchadnezzar, we serve a God that is mightier than you. And we're not going to give you praise We're not going to praise your image. We're not going to do none of that because we serve a mighty God. And King Nebuchadnezzar got upset with them and had them thrown into a fiery furnace. He had them thrown into a fiery furnace and yet God showed up in the midst of them. Out of God's true love out of God's unconditional love for the for those three young men for standing for, for what they believed in for standing for God he not only brought them out but he was in the fire with them if we look in the book of Daniel then uh, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar When he threw those three young men into the fire, he looked in there and and his counsel was standing around him. And he looked in there and he said, I threw, I know that I, and I'm paraphrasing y'all, I know that I threw three people, I I I knew I threw three young men in this fire. I know I threw uh, three young men in this fire. And they said, King, oh King, yes, you threw, you threw all three of them in there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And King Nebuchadnezzar looked in there and he said, but I see a fourth person in there. And that fourth person looks like the son of God. That was God's unconditional love for them. Why? Because he loved them so much. If we look further into the word of God, we can find so many others in the New Testament. You might say, well, how? How is it that we see God's love in, in the... It might be hard to uh, really understand God's true love in the book of Revelations because a whole lot of people don't like talking about the book of Revelations because it's a hard book to read. 
book of revelations is a book of prophecy and you might ask well how does God's love be shown through the book of revelations number one number one he shows us what's coming he shows us what's coming he does out of his unconditional love he he shows us what's to come he doesn't leave us unaware he doesn't leave us dumbed down that's number one number two out of his love because the book of revelations it does talk about uh, the white throne of judgment and 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 the mark of the beast and stuff like that but through his love and I'm and I'm just I'm just uh keying in on the on the uh white throne of judgment the vision that that John saw on the island of Patmos the vision that John saw he said I saw the dead small and great and the books were open this was a sign of God's unconditional love my my seem harsh my see my say well how is it God's unconditional love for mankind because the ones that went the ones that went uh the ones that went to to hell in in that God sent them where they wanted to go he didn't force them out of God's unconditional love for us he does not force himself he does not force you to serve him he allows you to live your life the way you want to he doesn't just force himself he now he could but he won't he wants you to be able to serve him and love him just like he just like he loves you unconditionally he wants you to love and serve him unconditionally that's the way it works with him amen that's what he wants But let's look in Matthew. Let's look in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 21. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. And it reads. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. This was the start 
when it comes to salvation. He put us on a pathway. He put us on a pathway to coming out of sin right here. This was the start. Now, did anybody see the 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 Holy Ghost? No, did nobody receive the Holy Ghost until the day of Pentecost. But it led this was the start of it leading up to that. Because without Jesus being born, he couldn't die. Amen. So this script, this, these verses right here, let us know that. And, and, and I like verse 23 because it said, behold, a virgin shall be with child and she and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which with which being interpreted is God with us. He stepped out of 42 generations just to come to see about you. Just to come to see about me. Out of his unconditional love for you. He came. So he 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 thought about your soul and my soul. He saved us from a from a devil's hell. He thought more about our soul than anything else. And this was God's unconditional love toward us. This was true love personified right here. Another scripture that backs that up is John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved. We see it right there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. This was the this was the the showing of God's unconditional love toward us. He gave his life. He gave his life to, toward us. Matthew 1 and Matthew chapter 1 verse uh, 23 said e, uh, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted God with us. Then when we just read John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but what have everlasting life. What does that mean? It means you will pass if you accept the salvation that God has for you. If you accept the pathway that God has set up if you walk because uh, there's an old saying that says can you you can you can talk the talk but can you walk the walk a whole lot of people say they love Jesus a whole lot of people say they love God they say they love him but do but do we show it in our actions 
do we show our our love towards him in our actions we have to take the the steps we have to take the steps the bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, which means you, there's an old song that says, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Order my steps. Show me which way to go. The Bible also, the Bible says, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is what? Death. Why is he talking about everlasting life in John 3.16? He does not want us to pass from life into death, but he wants us to pass from life to life. He wants us to live this on this side of heaven, and he wants us to live in heaven with him. That is This is why God has his unconditional love toward us. This was true love personified. He thought about your soul. He thought about my soul. He thought about that man. Hallelujah. That that homeless man, that drunk man. That woman that's, that's that's just giving up on life. That man that's out there on drugs he thought about you he thought about your soul but we must we must understand that God's love is better than anything else that we can have in this world true love is something that this world needs. Love is what this world needs. There's an old there's an old song that says what the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. We need true love in this world today. So the question is, is, or the questions are, what is true love and how do we get it? How do we get there? What is it and how do we get there? And what, how can it help us? Well, I'm going to answer that. God's love would God's love is true love. It's the love that we need. The love that the world needs now is God. Is God. God is love. We can't look, look, let me tell y'all something. You can have everything that you want in life, but, and you can love people, 
but you can't love the way you need you should love without Jesus you can't do it you you cannot do it you can't love the way you should love without Jesus you can't do it and you might say well I I I love my mama I love my daddy I love my you I, I understand that I hear you I love my family. What are you talking about, Adam? I love people. I love people all the time. You can't love the way you need to love everybody without God's love. You can't do it. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in the word of God. You have, we have to learn how to love everybody. Not just our family, not just our friends, not just our enemies, but everybody. Even when they're not so lovable. We got to learn how to love ourselves when we're not so lovable to ourselves. And we must learn how to love through the teaching of love of the love of God. God's love will teach us how to love ourselves and love people. It will. It will teach us how to love ourselves and people. You don't believe me? Let's go to uh John, St. John. Uh chapter 15 St. John chapter 15 and if you if you have a Bible I want you don't just I want you to write these scriptures down but I don't want what I don't want you to do is just take my word for it I want you to go back and read these scriptures for yourself because some people, some people take preachers and, and, and teachers for their word for it. Oh, they know what they're talking about. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No. Look, I was taught back in the day. Don't you, don't, 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 don't you just take my word for it. You go back and read it for yourself for two reasons. Number one, number one, you have to know it for yourself so that you'll know where it is. So you get it for yourself, not just taking somebody's word for it. Study it for yourself. The Bible says to study, study to show thyself approved. Rightly dividing the word of the word of uh, the word of truth. Amen. It is up to us to study the word of God. That's why I said, write these down. Write these scriptures down. Go back and study them for yourself. Maybe God, 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 God speaks to people of his word. And when you go back and read it, ask God to open your mind, to open your heart unto what he is saying to you. When you go back and read this, 
Amen. In John chapter, in John chapter 15, in John chapter 15, verse number nine, starting at verse number nine, it reads, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue, continue ye, ye in my love. Verse number 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse number 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be filled. Verse number 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. This is it right here. And as I said before, there is no greater love. There's there, God's unconditional love. There's nothing greater than that. Him, him coming onto the earth, him dying for us. That was the greatest show of love for us. Another scripture that backs up that is in John chapter 15, verse 13. Which says, greater love has no man than these. That a man would lay down his life for his friends. Verse 14 says, and ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I have commanded you. Henceforth. Henceforth. I have called you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all, for all, for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. This is why. He said greater Love have no man. This is the unconditional love of God. This is the true love right here. Like I said, it's true love personified. But in verse number 9 through 12, it lets us know he's setting the blueprint for love. He's letting us know what we what what we should do, what love really look like. Right there. In verse, in, in still in St. John chapter 15, verses uh, 16, 16 and 17. Now watch this. Watch. In verses 16 and 17, I want you to really uh, focus in on these two verses right here. In, Saint, in uh, John chapter 15, verses 16 and 17. Because watch this, I'm about to show you something. I'm, I'm, what the Lord gave, what the Lord has given in this in this topic today. Amen. In verse 16, it says, "Ye have, ye have not 
chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye shall go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give give it you now verse 17 now I like verse 17 because this is what what God has repeated has repeated himself anytime God says something twice he wants you to get a clear understanding on what he wants you to do and this is what he's doing we read in in uh verse number 12 he said this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you now watch this verse 17 says the these things have I commanded have I command you that ye love one another he repeated himself in verse 17 he want he is putting a uh, a very big uh he wants us to focus in on loving each other that's why that songwriter said uh that old song that says uh what the world needs now is love sweet love it's just too little of it why because people are not loving each other we got to do more loving Amen. We got to do more loving. Now watch this. In verse in verse 16, it says as we read in verse 16 of John chapter 15, verse 16 says, "Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye shall go and bring forth fruit. Now, let's stop right there. He has chosen us to go forth and bring forth fruit. For what? You might ask. For what? Why why is he asking us to bring forth fruit and what what do you mean what does he mean by bringing forth fruit? Watch this. Let's go to Gal- uh, Galatians Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. In Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 verses 20 through 22. Starting at verse 22. Galatians chapter 5. Verse starting at verse 22. Amen. And it said, and it reads. But the fruit of the spirit. Stop right there. He wants us to bring forth fruit. He wants us to bring forth fruit. What? He wants us to show. The spirit. That is supposed to be in us, which is God. He wants us to show the world. Jesus Christ. That's the whole meaning of a Christian. He wants us to show off 
Jesus Christ in our life. We are to be a light in a dark world. What is the fruit that he wants us to bring forth? It's shared right here in Galatians chapter 5, verse starting at verse 22. And it reads, I'm going to read it again. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. You might say, well, Adam, what are you talking about? This this uh, fruit of the spirit. If you look at a fruit, such as an orange or, or uh, a banana, they have, an uh, orange has something called uh vitamin C in it. Amen. Vitamin C. Something that the body needs. Amen. Something that the body needs. Vitamin C. If we look at a banana, the banana, when a, when a, a, a person eats a banana, they're not just eating a banana, but they're taking in the potassium of the banana. Amen. When you take in the spirit of God, you're not just taking in the spirit of God, but you're taking in the the fruit of the spirit is what is the spirit? The spirit of God. The spirit of God is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Just like that vitamin C is the is 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 the uh the thing that the body needs your physical body needs well your spiritual body needs this the love the joy and the peace and the long suffering the gentleness the goodness the faith the meekness the temperance and when we show off when we have it in us we're supposed to show off that so that the world can get it too so that the body of the world, the body of the world can get it too. The love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering. They need to see when you walk down the street or when you on your job and you going through something. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about somebody that's, 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 that's got the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to somebody who's got the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about somebody who's got the Holy Ghost. And they on their job. They got the Holy Ghost on the inside of them. They got the Spirit of God on the inside of them. And they living holy and walking holy and talking holy and living holy. And they on their job. And they going, they going through. And the boss man says... How are you still smiling? How are you keeping it together? How are you still loving? How are you still being so meek and you're going through that? How is it that this person on our on our job is bothering you, but you can still love them because of the spirit of God on the inside of me? The Bible says greater is he that is greater is he 
that is in me than he that is in the world. That's why, because of the spirit of God, the love of God, which is the spirit of God. He is love. Amen. I want you to see this. Let's go further down. Let's go. Let's go to. um, See, let's go down. Let's drop down to verse 25. Galatians chapter five. Verse 25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. That means you're living. That means if you live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Somebody should see the spirit of God on the inside of you. Someone should see the spirit of God on the inside of you. Someone should see the Holy Ghost radiating off of you. Somebody should see the power of God radiating off of you. How do, what do you mean, brother Adam? What do you mean? I mean like this. Let's go to uh, Acts 1 and 8. Acts 1 and 8. Acts 1 and 8. I'm about to show you right now what I'm talking about. Walking in the spirit of God. I'm going to show you. They wondering how a person with the Holy Ghost can keep it all together. Watch this. Acts 1 and 8. And it reads, but ye shall have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. After the Holy Ghost comes in, the love of God comes in. You'll be able to show the love of God. You'll be able to have power over the devil. You'll be able to love that individual that's hate that hates you. Why? Because you got something on the inside of you that keeps you. Amen. The true love on the inside. And you'll be able to show that true love personified that was shown over 2000 years ago. The same love that was shown over 2,000 years ago. You'll be able to show that same love. Because like we said earlier, God was the example. He came that we might. John 10 and 10 uh, says that I came that you might. The thief coming but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I came that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. He wants you to have life. He wants you to live life, but he wants you to live it abundantly. He wants you to have an abundant life, but he wants you to live it in him so you can have the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, the faith. So you can have peace in the midnight hour when you're going through your storms of life. 
when you're by yourself and you feel like nobody else loves you. God, hallelujah, you can say to yourself, I know somebody loves me. The old song, there's an old, old song that, the, that I used to sing, that my grandmother used to sing to me as a child. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. There are so many people that are in this world today and don't even know what true love is. They don't know what true love is. They've never experienced what true love is. Yes, they've experienced love by their mama. Yeah, they've experienced love by their father. Yes, hallelujah, you might be one that's experienced love from your mama. And you might you might be one that hasn't experienced love from your father. Maybe your father wasn't there. Maybe your mother wasn't there. But he said, I'm a I am a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Hallelujah. I'll be a mother to the motherless. I'll be a father to the fatherless. I'll love you past what you're going through. I'll love you. He loves you so much that he died for you. He loves you so much that he said that even if he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. That's how much he loves you. That's that true love. That's that unconditional love of God. He said it in John 3.16. We read it. For God so loved the world. He loved you so much. That he put his, that he allowed man to put him on an old rugged cross. Nails, spikes were driven in his hands. Spikes were driven in his hands and his feet. He was pierced in his side. All for the love of you. He loved you so much. No man, no woman can love you like Jesus can love you. No, mom and daddy can't love you like Jesus loves you. Brother nor sister can love you like Jesus loves you. Son and daughter can't love you like Jesus loves you. Husband nor wife can love you like Jesus can love you. But he loves you. Amen. We're going to take a commercial break. And we're going to come back. We're going to come back after this commercial break. I want you to take some time to think while this commercial break is going on. Think about the love of God. And come on back and listen. Uh, Come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast. In Jesus name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I hope you're really enjoying this 
episode on today in Jesus name. I first, before we get back into this, I want to say, um, I want to show some love to our sponsors are in Jesus name. I want to show some love to a very, very, uh, great sponsor, uh, snap photography ran by my good friend, Angelo Martinez. He is a photographer, video editor. He does awesome, awesome work in the photography and in the video editing and video distributing uh, business. His company is called Snap Photography. If you are looking for to do photo shoots, video shoots, um, if you're looking for somebody to uh, do uh, photography for a wedding, hit up Angelo Martinez on Facebook. And he does great quality work. He helps us uh, with the uh, summit internet radio podcast um his work is so 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 phenomenal man i promise you so uh his name on facebook is angelo martinez just hit him up you can go to my facebook page go to my friends list and look up angelo martinez and he's right there and he will help you out I promise you, tell him Adam Tuggle sent you and he will help you out in Jesus name. And we just want to say thank you to all of our sponsors. We want to say thank you to them. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners around the world. Amen. I love each and every single one of you. If it had not been for the Lord at first, we would not have this podcast, but if it had not been for you all, we wouldn't have this podcast either. So I thank you for listening to the Summit Video Podcast that this year, 2023, uh, that that every time you listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast, that you are blessed by it. This is what we're here for in Jesus name. Amen. We're here to be a blessing to the people. Amen. This is the, a podcast here to build up you, to build up the human man, mankind, humankind, both spiritually and naturally, to take you to the highest summit of your life. Amen. Amen. This is the show. With it, where where you can get your week started off right, Amen. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all, Amen. So I just wanted to thank all of our listeners around the world, Amen. In Jesus' name. All right, let's jump back into this, Amen. Um, we were before the break. We were talking about. The love of God, the unconditional love of God. And we were talking about true love. The true love of God will help you 
to love yourself and love people. Amen. We must we must learn how to love ourselves and love people. And there are so many people men, women, children that do not know what true love is. I weep in my spirit for young people. I weep for them. Because this generation of young people some do not a lot of them don't know what true love is. They think that you know uh showing off their body the young ladies showing off their bodies they think if I show off my body I can get a a boy to notice me and that's 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 love right there if I can get a boy to notice me that boy will show me love and all of that but let me tell you something that's not true love or a young man that's uh, thinks that hey, if I if I uh, you know if I just whisper sweet nothings in her ear and if I can you know uh, if I can uh, you know buy her stuff and you know make her do what I want want to do that's 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 satisfaction for me. And that's true love. Whatever you do for me, that's true love. Let me tell you something, young man. That's not true love. Amen. A lot of people don't know how to show love because they've never been shown true love. I'm going to show y'all something before, before we jump deep into what... The types of love are. Let's go to 1 John. And you might say, well, brother uh, uh, Adam, you've just been in the book of John and in and out of the book of John all all through this episode. Yeah, well, that's where the Lord wants us to go today. Amen. Amen. I want to show y'all something. Something that the Lord showed me. I said earlier that a person cannot love the way they need to or the way they should without having God on the inside of them, without having God's spirit. You cannot love correctly, the correct way, without the spirit of God. And you might be able to love your children and love your mom and love your dad and love. But can you love your enemies? Can you love that stranger out on the street? Because 
And can you love the the people in your family when they're not so lovable? That is true love. That is, that's why I say, if you can't do that, if you can't love your enemies, if you can't love the people when people that are in and out of your family when they're not so lovable, then your love is not unconditional. And you can't really love without God. And you might say, well, that that, that, that sort of makes sense to it. It does. Because God set, like I said earlier, God set the example for us in all areas of life. When he came into the world, he came and not only came to uh, set us free from sin, but he came to be the example for us. He loved people. He loved strangers. He loved his mother. He loved his father. Amen. He loved his enemies. The Pharisees that that lied on him. He loved them. He loved even the people that put him on the cross. Even from the cross, he showed love. He said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. That was love. Just to be able to tell. Just to be able to say. Forgive them. For they know not what they do. He was being the example for us. He was showing us what to do with our enemies, with our loved ones, with our friends, with ourself. In in he was that example. You might be going through with some with an individual where they're not so lovable in your family or outside your family. But I dare you to show the love of God unto them. Do you know that if you can love somebody so much that you can love the hate right out of a person? Somebody that does not like you, you can love them so much that they can end up being your friend. I and and I'm not telling you nothing that that I haven't experienced because I've experienced that. Two instances in my life, two uh, instances that that stick out in my head more throughout my life. I had two different people when I was in uh, uh, middle school and high school. And one in middle, one in middle school, and one in high school. And these two individuals, these were two different, two different uh, uh, times in my life. 
And I was getting made fun of about my disability. And they, I mean, this person was just on me and on me and on me. I mean, just getting on my nerves, messing with me, talking about me, doing this, doing that. But I still love them in spite of. And guess what? They eventually became my friend. They and they literally came to me and said, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me for what I've done to you? The other one came when I became an adult. This individual came to me on my job. Was one of I was working retail at the time and and this individual happened to come through my line and remembered who I was. Remembered who I was and said, I remember, I remember you. I remember you from high school. And I said, well, because I had went to uh, uh, three different high schools. Because at that time, my family had a uh, my family had moved around and stuff. And I'm like, well, what high school do you remember me from? And they told me and they said, I made fun of you a lot in high school. And I really didn't know what you were going through. And they said, I want to apologize. He said, it's been eating at me for years. And, I, and they told me, if I ever saw you again, I would apologize to you. And he said, can you accept my apology? And I said, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. And now when I see this individual out on the street, they, they, how you doing, Adam? How you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? Still loving them. Still saying, I forgive you. Still praying for them. I remember my son, David, my son, my middle son, he uh, went through an altercation at his school with one of, with one of the uh, students at, at, in his class. And this individual was messing with him. And he would come home and start talking to me and his mother. And be like, this person is just bothering me and bothering me and bothering me. They won't leave me alone. They make it fun of me. They make it fun of this and make it fun of that. And I told him, I said... I said, David, I said, the next time they mess with you, don't tell them that you hate them. Don't don't say nothing like that. Tell them that you love them and you'll pray for them and see what they do and see what they do. And they had and he went to school the next day and a couple couple days went by and then he came back and told us that something else happened but he didn't tell us all of it he left the the what i think is the good part of it he left the good part out his his principal 
called our house and said, Mr. Tuggle, I just want to brag on David real quick. He said, it's nothing bad. He's not in trouble. And I said, okay. And he said, there was an incident between him and another student. And I began to tell the principal, I began to ask the principal, is this the same student that David was talking about? And I began to, you know, talk to the principal and the principal said, yes. And he said, I just want to brag on him real quick because he said, I have never heard a student do what David did. And I said, okay. I said, all right. He said, your son was getting messed with. And while he was getting messed with, he said, he said, he told the individual, he told the student, I love you and I'm going to pray for you. And that shocked the principal. That not only shocked the student, but it shocked the principal. And that principal said, I've never heard a student say that they was going to, while they're being messed with, ever hear them say, I love you and I'm going to pray for you. He said, "What?" He said, whatever y'all are teaching him or whatever you are teaching your boys, keep teaching them because it's working. It's working. And I started to smile and everything and I was so happy for him. And he was sitting right there and I and I and and the day that the day that the uh, principal called me, my son was sitting there in the office while he was talking to me. And I told and I told my son, I said, David, I'm proud of you, boy. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. While the principal was sitting there over the phone, I told him, I, I said, when you get home, I, I, I'm going to talk to you again. I'm going to talk to you, but I'm proud of you. And so we have to learn how to love the way Jesus would have us to love. Me personally, I love bragging about my boys, my, my, my children. I love my children. My children, they're all three of them have are different in their own way. They're they, 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 they boys, but they, they, I got three handsome sons, but they're all, all three of them are different in their own way. And in, in, in very oddly, all three of them act like, act like me in some way. And I thank God for all three of my, my children. Because what me and their mother teach them, we think that they're not taking it in, but they take it in. That's why I weep for these young people. I weep for these young people. Because they just don't know. They just don't know the true meaning of love. Amen. But in John chapter 4, Starting at verse number seven, it reads, Beloved, let us love one another. For love, for love is of God. 
And everyone that love loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Watch this. For God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love. Not that. Not that we loved God. But that he loved us. And sent his son. To be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved. If God so loved us. We us, we also to love one another. No man, no man, come on. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and he and his love is is perfect in us now watch this let's drop down to verse 16 remember what I said er, 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 before we went on commercial that if God says if God repeats himself he wants us to be keyed in on that on what he said remember he said love one another he repeated himself now watch this in the word it said it, it showed us in uh verse in verse 7 uh in, in verse 8 i'm i'm sorry in verse number 8 it said for god is love now watch this in verse 16 let's drop down to verse 16 and we have known and believed the love that god has to us God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him this is true love God's love and I and I wanted to show you that God is love that's why we cannot love correctly until we get the spirit of God on the inside of us. Amen. Now I'm getting ready to show you something. The different types of love in all there are there are several different types of love, but we're going to do we're going to be discussing four of them. We're going to be discussing four of them. The first one is eros love the second one is fillet love the third one is storage love and the fourth one is agape love now all four of these loves coincide with true love and the unconditional love of god amen now like i said we're getting ready to look at these four different types of love all right first we're going to talk about eros love 
this love is a romantic type of love. This love is between a husband and a wife. Now, let me put up this disclaimer now, all right? This love is not lust, okay? This love in everything, out of everything. This love does not have to do with sinful lust, all right? Amen. This love is between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. This has nothing to do with uh, chambering, which means you're with somebody or you're or you call yourself being uh, dating somebody and you're, you know, living together unmarried or this is not a this is uh, not something that is supposed to be between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. We just going to make it plain and simple. This is God's true love. This is God's unconditional love, the way God set it up at the very beginning. This is Eros love. This is a romantic love between a husband and a wife. Amen. Now, let's turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 21 through 25. All right. We are going to read this. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 25. We're going to start at verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Amen. We see right here. This is the love this is the instructions these are the instructions for husbands to love their wives and for the wife to love her husband 
Now watch this. I want to drop down to verse 28. Amen. So thus, men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Amen. This is biblical instruction from God to us for the husband to love their wife. To love their wife and the wife to love their husband. In various scriptures, in the first in the first verse that we read in in, in the book of Ephesians chapter five verse twenty one, it says, "Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God." Now, a lot of preachers. Some preachers, I ain't going to say a lot of preachers, but some preachers will say that if this is only for the woman to submit to the man, but that's not necessarily so. That's not true. Yes, it does say, as we, you know, fairly read down that the wife, it does tell the wife to submit herself and to her own husband in everything but in verse 21 it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God now I know this is talking about the Lord but it also can also be interpreted about talking about submitting yourself one to another in marriage and I'm going to give you an example Some preachers will tell you that the wife is the only one that's supposed to submit. And that's not true. Sometimes, in some cases, the man is to submit. And what I mean by submit submission is listening to your wife. It does not make you less of a man to listen to your wife it doesn't because the wife is supposed to be there to help the man the saying says that uh, beside every great man there's a great woman amen so when we look at this when we look at this we see that number one that the, that the husband, it, it gives the husband instruction to love their wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. What, what does that mean? The way Christ gave himself for the church, which is the, the world, as we read in John 3.16, the church is the people that will submit their self will give their life to Christ. The ones that gave their life to Christ, the ones that are living holy, that's the church. That's the church. And what he is telling us to do as husbands 
is to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave itself for it, which means you will do, you will go so far as if you have to give your life for your wife, then you'll do it. Amen. Loving your wife as Christ loved the church. Amen. It also gives you instruction in verse 28. Amen. Men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Amen. We must love. If you are a husband, if you love your wife, then you love yourself. Because when you get married, you become one flesh. The Bible lets us know how can two walk together except they agree. Amen. Having like being in a relationship with somebody. You know, I I was talking to somebody on last week and they was like, they asked me how long I had been married and I told them. And they were um, saying, well, is marriage like dating? And I said, no, marriage is not like dating. Marriage is not like dating. Marriage is a whole totally different thing. Especially in the eyesight of God. When you look at marriage, marriage in the eyesight of God, it says uh, that it lets us know that we must have communication with God to have communication with our spouse. We must love God. If you love God, you'll be able to love your spouse. Amen. If you love God the way you say you do, if you show him in action, if you show your love off in action and you live for him, you'll be able to live for your spouse. Amen. Let's go further. Let's go to, there's another instruction for for the man, for the husband. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse number 8. Amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse number 8. Amen. This, This is something because you might say, well, Adam, you know, how does this all deal with love? Loving, loving, loving the person that you with. You know, loving them. Cause it, it like I said, I, I told this individual, love, uh, marriage is different than dating. Cause dating, you could just walk, you get fed up, you can just walk away. Marriage, you can't do that. And there are some people. That, that are getting, there are so many people that are getting divorced because of the way 
they uh sat they didn't sit the toilet seat up and they getting a divorce and that's not that's not a real reason to get a divorce they ain't they ain't they ain't, they ain't set the table the right way so we're getting a divorce no no that's not that's that's they, they they that's not that's not biblical amen let's go to uh let's go to first Timothy first Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 just to show men your the the husband and this goes this goes for the husband right here in first Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 it says but if any provide not for his own and especially for the those of his own house he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel you might say well what is an infidel a sinner an infidel is a sinner this is letting us know as a husband as a man as a father you are supposed to provide for your house. This is showing love. This is showing unconditional love for your wife, for your for your children. Amen. If you love this woman and you're married to this woman, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. Provide for them. And I'm not just talking about financially either. Yes, you're supposed to provide financially. The Bible says a man that does not work, don't eat. Keep a job. Amen. Bring in an income. If you can't work, uh, uh, I, I know people that if you get a, 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 a check from, from the government, amen, and that's your only source of income because you can't work, that's a different story. But bring in some type of income to support your family. Amen. But also provide not only financially, not only the roof over their head and the the clothes on their back and the shoes on their feet, but also provide the love, provide support, provide encouragement. Help your wife gain that dream. If your wife is, if your wife or your husband is going to school and you the one that got to hold it down financially or if they, you know, are not working and going to school, hold it down financially and help them obtain their dream. Encourage them. Amen. My, my, uh, my wife uh, told me about one of her aspirations that she wants to do. And I told her, I said, I, you know what? I, I, any way that I can help you, I, I, I'll try to help you. And now it's my, her dream is now my dream. What do I mean by that? So that she sees her dream come true. I'm going to do all I can to make sure I'm going to do all I can. I'm going to provide the support. I'm going to 
provide the encouragement. I'm going to provide those, those, you know, once she, uh, you know, uh, sees out that, seeks out that dream while she's seeking out that dream. If I need to keep the kids and then she back there working on, on her dream, I'm going to keep the kids out of the way. Hallelujah. And and you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, some men feel like, you know, I I, I bring home the check and, you know, woman, you need to have my dinner ready when I get home and you need to have the house clean and all this. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not, that's not all of it. See, watch this. This is where the true definition of true love comes in at. Marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is sometimes 20 80 or 1090 or zero and a hundred. There are going to be, there, there might be times where your spouse is going through and you gotta, you gotta carry on and still take care of them and still be there for them. I remember my wife went through a, a, a ordeal with with uh, one of our family members, and it and it and it hurt her. And I kept telling her, "Baby, it's gonna be all right. Everything gonna be all right." And and where where she was, I went to the uh, place that she was, and and the uh, individual that was there said, "Take your wife home." she was worried about our family member the person told me take your wife home get let her go home and get some rest she's up here all the time and I took my wife home and I you know brought her back home but on the way home I was telling her everything gonna be all right and guess what it did come out all right it did amen It's for it's our job to be the providers of that home. That's true love. For for to be able to be with somebody, you gotta bring something to the table. The man has to bring something to the table, and the wife has to bring something to the table. How do I know that that we're supposed to both bring something to the table? It just showed us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 through 25 with the husband. And, and in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 5, verse 8, what the husband's supposed to bring to the table. Now, let's see what the wife's supposed to bring to the table. Let's go to Proverbs. I, and I'm just going to paraphrase this here. I'm not going to read it, but Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, starting at verse number 10 through verse 12. And then drop down to verse 23. 
The beginning of that verse says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. This is what the woman is supposed to bring to the man. This is what the woman's supposed to bring to the man. Her, 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 her workmanship, her thought process, her kind words, her loving kindness. And man, you have a husband, encourage that man. You have somebody that's taking care of, that's taking help, helping, taking care of you, helping take care of the children. Love that man. Don't badger him. Don't badger her either. Don't be a male chauvinistic person. Love them. Y'all love each other unconditionally. I know that sometimes us as men, we can be so, so bullheaded. Thinking we know it all. Thinking that we're going to be all right. But we got to learn how to love. Wives love your husband past that. When wives, when your wife is nagging at you, you better love her past that. Love her unconditionally. Just because she nagging, she might be getting on your nerve, but still love her. Say, baby, I love you. I love you. Amen. If we look at Philly love, it is a friendly love. It's a love between friends. In the book of Proverbs chapter uh, chapter 18 verse 24 and in Proverbs chapter 17 and 17 it talks about a friendly type of love it talks about a friend that loveth at all times amen storage love storage love this is a family type of love this is a love between a parent and a child. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, it says, it says, train up a child in the way they should go, for when they are old, they will not depart. Which means, put things that are good down in them. Teach them when they are wrong. Put the love of God down inside of them. Teach them the word of God. Build them a foundation, both spiritually and naturally. Give them something to live off of. Give them a good start. Give them give them a good foundation, especially spiritually. I said it earlier, I weep for these young people because they don't understand what true love is. We have to teach them. Love on your children. Hug them. Tell them how, how smart they are. Tell them how much you're proud of them. Encourage them. These children need encouragement too. These children deal with things too. 
especially the day and age that we live in. Amen. They deal with a lot. They deal with a lot. They deal with a lot. I'm here to tell you, they deal with a lot. Amen. These children are going through so much. So much pain, so much agony. They dealing with stuff in the schools. In the book of Ephesians chapter number six, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with with promise. That it may be well with thee and thou mayst live long on the earth. But a lot of parents, they, they say, well, the Lord said, obey me. Well, there's a balance in there. Yes, you're supposed to obey your parents, but God did not leave it like that. And what I mean by God didn't leave it like that, he didn't just leave leave uh, instruction for the child. He left instruction for the parents too. We read in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way they should go. For when they're old, they will not depart. But also, it says in verse number in verse number four of Ephesians chapter six, it says, "And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the in the nature and the admission of the Lord." This says, "Give them a spiritual foundation. Give them morals." Give them advice. Teach them. Because they come into this world not knowing anything. Children come into this world only knowing what they see and hear. Give them a solid foundation. Teach your children how to pray. Teach your children the word of God. Take your children. Don't just send them. Take your children to church. Deny, de- deny them not to go. The Bible lets us know. The Lord says, suffer little children unto me and forbid them not. This is what, this is what the Bible says. And the fourth one, and very last a type of love, is agape love. Agape love. This is a godly love, and it is the unconditional love. Love between God and man. Amen. This is the love that we are to show everybody. In the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter number five, verse 44, this is why we need This is another reason why we need to have the love of God on the inside of us because we can't love people the way we should without it. This is why I keep saying it. This is why we keep keep teaching it. This is why we keep talking about it. Amen. And I'm going to read that in your hearing. Matthew chapter 5. 
verse 44. And it reads, But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. This is the love of God. This is what Jesus did on the cross. And this is what we must do. And that's why I said all, all four of these types of love go into the unconditional love of God. This is true love personified in all four. Now, this, there's uh, more than four types of love. But these were the four that we were discussing. Because it's talking about family. Amen. It's talking about friends. It's talking about your enemies. It's talking about that homeless person. It's talking about that one out there on drugs. Can you still love them in spite of what they're doing? Can you show them godly love and love them back to where they need to be? This is true love. And this is the unconditional love of God personified. The Bible lets us know in Colossians 3 and 17. For whatsoever ye do in word or in deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We saw that God is love. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus. In Colossians 3 and 17, do all in the name of Jesus. In love. In love. Do it all in love. Let the world see the love. Let the world see the spirit of love. Radiating out of you. Let your family see love radiating from you. Not just love, but let them see the Lord radiating out of you. But how do we get that power of of loving somebody when they're not so lovable? By receiving the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Which is found in Acts 2 and 38. And it reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In verse 39, says, And this promise is unto you, and unto your children, and unto those that are afar off. This Holy Ghost can help you Show true love, the unconditional love of love of God. It can help you. We read in Acts 1 and 8, it says, Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall have power, power to live right, power to talk right, power to love right, power to show the true love, that unconditional love of God. I hope that you got something out of this out of this topic on today. 
I pray that the Lord's blessings shine upon you. I pray that that this new year that we are in in 2023, that a manifold, that the that the windows of heaven open up unto you, and that it shine. That that the that the Lord pour out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. Join us next week. Join us next week, right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast with your host, Adam Tuggle. Because we got another great show for you. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about faith. Faith and favor. Faith and favor. Faith in the favor of God. Amen. God bless you. I love you. This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. This is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. God bless you. I love you in Jesus' name. And until next week, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you in Jesus' name.